0: Happy Hour with Julie and Liz. So Liz, yes, uh, Joe Biden apparently has discovered the solution to all of our country's problems. Oh, okay. I want to hear about that. This is good news. We always start with good news. All we have to do is eliminate the oil industry. Oh my God, that sounds fantastic.
1: (laughs) What's to go wrong? Perfect, right? Wait, hold on a second. I'm going to um I need to light another candle so that I've lighting cuz I don't there's no electricity or lights anymore. Do you have there's your no leftover
0: energy. um Robert Muller candles?
1: <laughs> no, but I have an extra RBG candle. <laughs>
0: Yes, so um, of course we're joking and Team Biden is attempting to spin their way out of that jaw-dropping remark last night, uh, Thursday night, the debate, which is what Liz and I are starting off our discussion here on Happy Hour about. It was one of many bad moments for the Democratic presidential candidate, but I really feel like uh, after lying about going back and forth on his position on fracking to then blurt out even attempts to clarify it, blurt out that Joe Biden would eliminate the the oil industry because it is a pollutant uh, is not the sort of thing his campaign team would like to try to defend 10 days out of the, uh, from election day.
1: Did anyone have that on their debate bingo card? Like (laughs) Biden decides to to, uh, get rid of the oil industry. You know, like people had, come on, man. Come Come on.
0: Right, right. But nobody had wipe out the oil industry. So even the moderator, Kristen Walker, (laughs) said, why would you why would you say that? Well, also, (laughs) what's wrong with you, Grandpa? (laughs) Also, like say crazy shit like that
1: on Fox. They had the split screen and like Trump's face (laughs) was just he knew he had been given a great gift, Mm -hmm. you know, And then he was kind of mocking like, oh, oh, just letting Biden talk. I don't I don't know why he said that. I think. Biden tends to puff up, you know, like when he feels like he's getting pushed around. And I don't know if he wanted to make a shocking statement, Um, but I was really I have to say I, I, I did not think. That he was going to do that, so uh, I don't know how they're going to. I don't know how they're going to walk that back.
0: Well, the thing that people miss about Joe Biden, and it's interesting if you read anything, any books about the Obama administration, Obama would kind of grit his teeth and have to listen to Biden riff on stupid stuff all the time. The thing about Biden that people miss is he is as petulant and impulsive as maybe more so as Donald Trump. Uh, And he gets away with it because, you know, even last night, for those who didn't watch the debate, you know, he does this. It's this shtick that he and Kamala Harris do. You know, they have these nice smiles, so they kind of show their pearly whites and they throw their head back and laugh like, oh, this is so silly. Um, And he sort of gets away with it. But he is, I mean... The guy has no depth whatsoever. So instead of taking a second, realizing that Donald Trump is setting him up with the question, would you eliminate the oil industry? He jumped right into it without even thinking, because, of course, his cognitive skills are shot. But this is a Biden pattern for over 50 years, and it's going to be very hard for his team to try to walk that back, even though they're trying to spin it as even starting last night.
1: I also want to point out that Biden didn't know that wind and solar are federally subsidized. Um, Trump Trump pointed that out. And I I think we all remember when we think of subsidized solar, we think of Solyndra and the big mess that was Solyndra and these attempts to socially engineer, quote, alternative energy sources that don't aren't really effective. So um, I'm not. I, I find it odd that the, uh, from a political politically strategic point of view, that that is such a niche segment of people that care about that kind of environmentalism. You know, the safe environmentalism to say. Where you check off the "I'm an environmentalist" box is clean water, clean air. But then when you start talking about getting rid of electricity or oil or even fracking, when you're trying to win, um, you know, the Rust Belt and um, you know other parts of the country where that's a huge industry. I mean, there's over a hundred thousand jobs in Pennsylvania related to that industry. By saying you're going to wipe it out when that's a critical state to win, it's just I think it's another. Another example of Biden not being really that and also not knowing what he thinks, because if you know what you think on on things, see that, that that's one big difference between Trump and Biden is that when Trump talks, he is not spinning you. He is literally saying the things that he thinks. They may be wild, crazy or ill stated, but nobody has to tell Trump, what his policies have to be. But mm-hmm. I think Biden is in an interesting situation because he needs the the, the nut roots out there and the nut roots are mm-hmm. nutty. But at the yeah. same time, he needs moderate centrist people that consider themselves Democrats that don't like Trump. So he can't say things like, look, we're going to start having some rolling brownouts like California because for the environment because a lot of people are going to be like, no. So I don't think Biden was that prepared in that sense because he didn't, if he knew what his policies were, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have had a problem handling that. He would have just said what his policies were without fear. But I think that being a Democrat in this politically charged climate is pretty rough.
0: And I think that raises a couple issues. Number one, I, I covered climate change a lot before I switched to politics first time. You cannot produce... A windmill or a solar panel without oil byproducts or without the energy from fossil fuels to do that, you can't produce a windmill, a wind farm, off of energy from solar. Panels. It doesn't happen. Furthermore, all every single renewable energy source is backed up by fossil fuel energy. If you go to say Indiana and you look at all the, I asked about this these wind you know they have these windmills wind farms on uh, farmland up and down i-65 in in indiana they work about 40 percent of the time otherwise they're backed up by fossil fuel there's a whole energy grid by fossil fuels that have to back up renewable energy sources so that's a joke in and of itself
1: doesn't it kill birds isn't that's like all the birds are flying into the windmills
0: Yes. So not only does it not work most of the time, it kills wildlife. Solar panels, when they're discarded because they have a short lifespan, um, actually leach out very toxic chemicals. And a lot of that now, a lot of solar panels are produced where, Liz? Take a guess. Yeah. Yeah so they're made with cheap materials that are discarded and they there's no way to recycle them so they just kind of pile up and they leach out all these toxic chemicals into waterways etc so there's a whole other underbelly isn't of that, how unsafe that is
1: isn't that a, a similar situation we saw with these electric cars like i remember when everyone wanted a prius this is when i lived in california and that's like the quintessential car is the prius right. and after, like, five years, you just see a whole bunch of them on Craigslist, right? Because they were going to need a new battery. And what do you do with the old battery, right? I mean, it right. basically it's to go into a landfill. I don't think those are recyclable. And you'd have to buy a whole new battery, which is actually quite expensive. So,
0: Also, you know, where do they think the electricity comes from to fuel their electric car?
1: From fairy dust and potpourri unicorns. Unicorn unicorn potpourri, obviously so i just i thought that was very interesting that he didn't realize that those things are subsidized also i'm i mean to some degree i'm a free market person mm-hmm. i think that if these were effective people would have adopted them or somebody would have invested money to develop them more to make more money you know i think that those issues that you pointed out about how they aren't we could never just get rid of all fossil fuels and just go to wind and the sun, you know, like primitive cave people or something. We would have done it. It certainly would be cheaper. You know, electricity is expensive. It's very expensive in California and here, you know, right now I'm in Nevada and it's hot here, many months of the year and people in the summer, their power bills for like a three bedroom house, you're talking 500 bucks and wow. it's not optional. Because when it's it's 110 degrees outside, Mm -hmm. you know, you're not like open a window. It's like an oven. So, you know, power is expensive. And by putting more restrictions on on energy, all you do is make it even more expensive for the middle class and for poor people. So that's an important (laughs) issue. I feel like Trump really got a gift with Biden going off like that. I don't know how they're going to. Well, you know how they'll do it is the media just will never report it. They'll just pretend that Joe Biden didn't say he's going to phase out oil.
0: Right. And he didn't lie about fracking and he doesn't support when Trump said last night, you know, put the it hundred, on your social media, put it on your social media immediately. And so that backfired. But when Trump came up with the hundred trillion dollar uh, figure, for retrofitting every building and installing solar panels, et cetera. And of course, Biden laughed it off. But that is the price tag of the Green New Deal. And estimate is 93 trillion, but okay, that's one estimate. If you really are going to implement what they want, that is the least pain we will have is 100 trillion. So Trump, or Biden is really in a box here. Because, as you said, he has to appease the far left wing, radical, insane lunatics like AOC and Bernie should also talk about. Um, But he has to win the industrial Midwest. And I think he he lost it last night. He definitely is going to lose Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, probably, too. Every voter is a fossil fuel voter. You don't have to live in a state that produces oil or natural gas. To see how devastating that sort of policy would be. Well, um, I, th- I, I
1: think you're right. However, I would argue that a lot of people don't really have all the information and details surrounding these sorts of pie in the sky liberal fantasies about alternative energy. Like people don't realize that, yes, we have windmills and no, they don't work 100% of the time, you know? Or a lot of people don't realize one 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 thing in California. That adds to the cost, the housing cost there is because they have all these wacko environmental rules. It costs like a third more to physically build a house with all of the quote approved materials than in another place that doesn't have those stupid laws. Well, then what if you're a middle class person? You know, can you afford to pay 30% more for your little house in California because the wood? has to be a certain kind of wood or made from a certain place, um, you know, that's that that's also but people aren't always aren't aware of that. They aren't also aren't also aren't aware of how why their gasoline is so expensive in places like California Mm -hmm. versus Virginia. Virginia, they have the gas is super cheap. But whenever I go to California, the gas is almost double.
0: Is that taxes, though, too?
1: And the taxes and, you know, they put in the additives, the the proper additives that I don't know if it works or not. So oh, right. a lot of people have this sort of bumper sticker slogan-ish attitude towards the environment because it's, it's not a scientific movement. It's a political movement. And people don't realize what does it mean. Um, one time I did a survey for someone on on environmentalism, and when we were creating the questionnaire, I said, don't just ask people if they're environmentalists or if they support the environment. Who the hell is going to say no, right? Right. I mean, Julie, you don't support lead-filled water or dirty air. The question is, you you have to ask people specific questions. How much more money a month are you willing to pay for your power bill to have clean energy? $200 more a month? Um, What about turning off your refrigerator? Like how many... You know, how many hours a day would you would you feel comfortable unplugging your freezer, um, or taking actual or turning off air conditioning or heat? Those are specific actual um, things you'd have to give up if you were w- interested in walking the walk, so to speak. But a lot of people have no idea about the details, like and how the one hundred trillion dollars is like the the least of the least of your problems you know, under these plans. Also, no airplanes. I mean, come on. Come on, man.
0: And this is kind of a good segue into the lockdown issue because the lockdowns now, the devastation that it's inflicted on the airline industry, um, reduction, the reduction in energy use because all these businesses are shut down, uh, that is the radical environmentalist's dream. This is exactly what they want. Not the least of which to say has to be said, people dying because the wacko environmentalists want fewer people on this planet. They always have. This goes back 50 years. They feel like too many people. They suck up the earth's resources, you know, poor mother nature, mother earth. That's their God. So they want fewer people. This is why they've promoted All sorts of policies related to that. So when they hear about people dying in the third world because the first world is shut down, even older people dying, they don't care. This is what they want. And I'm not saying anything that most environmentalists haven't said on their own. They don't care if people live or die. So this whole lockdown is right up their alley. And this is why I think Trump was so strong in in opposing and debating uh, Biden on reopening the country because that will promote reopening the world, which is what we need. And I think if he ties all of this together, Biden wants more lockdowns, a national mask ma- mandate to keep the coronanoia going. Uh, he'll raise your taxes, ban fracking, try to eliminate the oil industry, institute the Green New Deal, reparation. I mean, you go down the list. That is an overwhelming platform that people have to confront. I mean, we're only 10 days out, but that is the reality that Americans will face if, if Biden and Harris are elected.
1: Yeah. One thing I wish Trump had done a better job of, cause he's never, never done this because he always knows he's going to get called on it. Cause it's like one of the media's favorite things to do is talk about how, um, You know trump basically killed all these people because he didn't do anything um and then they start talking about stupid cosmetic things like the mask issue do people do people not realize that trump doesn't have the authority to force everyone to wear a mask like he he literally cannot do that so whenever biden talks about trump doesn't have a coronavirus plan well, what the hell is Biden's plan? Because we still don't know what it is after last night. Did we No, we didn't hear his plan basically sounded like Trump's plan. But even so, is Biden, he, he, he said, well, I would encourage people to wear masks. Oh, OK. OK. All right. that That'll do
0: it. I mean, well, plus Pete, most Americans, the overwhelming majority of them have been wearing masks and are wearing have been wearing since February. When this first started, remember you and I were joking about this like in our group, little group chat, uh, people ordering masks last eight months ago. A lot of people have already been wearing them. And what's funny is in high lockdown, high mask wearing states, they're still seeing it should be gone in those states. Right. If if the science worked, it should be totally eliminated in, say, a state like where I live in Illinois. It's not. And they're locking down again. So none of this makes any sense. But you're right. And that's what Trump's kind of said to Biden last night is, well, your plan sounds an awful lot like my plan. But I already did my plan. And he doesn't have one. And the stupidity of now he's cl- trying to clean up his mess again today, Biden. I didn't say it would shut down the country. It shut down the virus. That's why. Well, do I, I saw that. That's, that's impossible. Gibberish. Well, the party of science pretending that they can down, shut down a
1: virus. We shut down for 14 days to stop the spread. That somehow expanded to, like, a month. Why Why is there still virus, right? Like
0: right, it should it be were, gone.
1: If it were that simple, and that's not to... I'm not lightening, you know, the severity of, of the way this virus affects certain people, but it's also absolutely ridiculous to think that people aren't going to catch this virus. The only thing you can do is to learn how to manage it and mitigate risk. I've always been so suspicious about this from the start because that was just never part of the conversation, right? The only option was to just shut down. It wasn't, well, what do we have to do to live with it without, you know, and do as little harm to people, their livelihoods, their mental health their jobs and so on, but that, that was just never something we, we talked about. Instead, we were just like shutting down office places, gyms were closed down, restaurants were closed down. And I think some of the studies have shown most people get the virus from, from within their home, it's oh, people right. that are around, a lot. So this idea that if you are in a grocery store walking down the aisle, you're just going to get <laughs> it. But that's what they make you think, right? Yes. Or even in a gym where, you know, you, you could have a gym at half capacity and people can kind of stay away from each other. How are you, how is this going to happen? How are you going to get it? I mean, it it's, 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 well, it's ridiculous.
0: Here's one thing. And there was this, CDC study that came out It wasn't a big study I think it was about 400 people and they divided up people who you know got coronavirus versus in a control group um, so here's how they determine and here's how they're manufacturing the restaurant bar um, a connection between coronavirus and infection they will ask, where okay? Do you know somebody? Half of the people who got coronavirus said that they got it from either a family member in household or a friend. So that was the 50% were in the household, which we've known since the beginning. That's why Italy and China had and places like Queens had such huge outbreaks because you have a lot of family members living together in a small space. Any mom on the planet will tell you that. Why do families get sick over Christmas break? Your kids come home from school. They come back from college. You're all in the same house. You have family members traveling in. Next thing you know, everyone's throwing up because you're in the same little space instead of people going in and out. Common sense. So um, they will ask, have you been to a bar or restaurant in the past 14 days? Yes, I have. Then that person is categorized as having gotten the infection, if they can't name exactly who they got it from, then they will be categorized as you picked it up at a restaurant or a bar. That's how science works these days. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Well, also, I've often wondered about the numbers that are similarly being manipulated about tests rather than people, Mm -hmm. you know, that when are they reporting how many positive tests are being taken or are they talking about how many people, because people take several tests, especially if you're waiting to find out your, if you're negative, you know, if you're someone who tested positive and then you keep testing until you get that negative test and you get the clearance. I I'm very suspicious of some of these numbers and the way that they're being reported. But anyway, I digress. So back to this debate, Situation, uh, this last night. Um, Overall, Julie, what was your opinion? Like, what were you happy? Were you relieved?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yes, relieved is a good word. I mean, I think the feedback, well, just from a lot of my friends who watch, but they're all Trump people. Relieved is the word because he was controlled. He was presidential. I think that mute button was a gift. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And well,
1: so remember, I called it like the barker breaker, like the right. electronic call, call, collar you put on dogs to like zap
0: them when they bark. Yes. Yeah. I think that that worked in Trump's favor. Um. And so I think. Coming out of the debate, two things that we haven't really gotten into the Hunter Biden, the latest allegations, the last 10 days, the Biden team is going to be on the defense That's very good for the president. The president already has a double-digit lead in voter enthusiasm. We see it in the polls. We see it, obviously, in the rallies. We just know that his base, our, our people, are fired up. That is not the case with Joe Biden. So the last thing that the Democrats need, even as early voting, you know, there's, what, 40, 50 million people who have already voted. Those are the diehards on both sides. It's fine. They need to get the undecided independents to the extent that they exist. They need those people. They need the minorities in, say, where President Obama was this week in Philadelphia. They need to drive those voters to the polls or to the mailbox. Being on the defensive the last 10 days for your family's corruption and the crazy outlandish stuff that you said in a debate, that's not exactly, I think, where Team Biden thought they'd be right now. So do you, your thoughts. Well, I, I think the,
1: de- I was relieved, you know, that ahead of time I was like, I'm so nervous. I can't watch this. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, and you called me a chicken or something. Um, coward. And so I did, coward. I did a coward. That's right. And I did watch it. So I was generally pleased. I think that somebody had a serious come to Jesus talk with Trump and told him to like simmer the fuck down. Um, and so plus he, he had the mute button hanging over him and that image of him like ranting like a madman, but no sound coming out is just like the optics on that would just not be good. So it definitely kept him in line. And I think overall, he did a pretty good job. He was restrained. He was able to speak pretty well on on his on his issues. And like I mentioned earlier, I don't think Trump has ever changed his policy positions. He's got the same policies and ideas he had when he started running for office. So he knows why he thinks what he does. And so he can talk about it in a good way. I, I really, one thing I was disappointed in, um, just to go back to the debate structure, um, I felt like the moderator kept down the discussion right as it was getting good. Mm -hmm. you know, as they were getting into their differences, which is really why people watch. If you're undecided, and I think there are probably fewer and fewer undecided voters at this point, you really want to see the contrast between the candidates. And that comes out in the details. And every time it was getting to that point, she'd be like, we have another topic to go to. And it's kind of like, well, you pick the topics and most of them aren't even in the top half of things people care about. You know, it was the woke debate topics. So when Mm -hmm. Trump was asked the Black Lives Matter question, and I was worried about how they were going to come after him on the race issue, because that's really one of the only two things they can go after him for. They like to do the race thing. I guess they think it helps them. When Trump responded that the first time he had heard about Black Lives Matter, they were singing Pigs in a Blanket, Fry Like Bacon I just thought that was such a great answer because, you it know, it really was. Yeah. I mean, it was just so smooth. You know, they, they want everyone to think this is about black lives matters is about, you know, Brianna Taylor and George Floyd and other people who, you know, have questionable circumstances, I guess, surrounding their police interactions. But to remind people these, This isn't about fixing a problem. Black Lives Matter is not a group about how to fix this problem. How do we work together to fix this problem? It is about something else entirely. So kind of recalling back pigs Mm -hmm. in a blanket, fry them like bacon. I just thought that was just a really disarming um, thing to do. And I think he handled it well because – you know, even though he did the Lincoln thing and then Biden called him Lincoln and you kind of had to wonder, did Biden think he was Lincoln? Because, you
0: know, I, I, that was so weird. I'm said to my husband, I said, did he just call Trump Lincoln? What just happened there? He's like, but also, no it idea. wasn't
1: even a of It was like, did he think he was Lincoln? Because you're just not sure with Joe these days. You know, he's not he's not at his best. So maybe he thought he was talking to Abraham Lincoln. We don't know. But. Trump does have some legit cred on things he's done for the black community. If your interest is actually as stated, which is building wealth and helping the black community, if your interest is tearing down the America and the United States of America and the Constitution, well, that's a different thing. So for Trump to come out and say, I've given money, I've given more money to historically black colleges. I've pardoned all the people you put in jail because they had you know, three, three milligrams of cocaine residue on, you know, in their purse or, you know, I thought it was great. He brought up the super predator slur and his and the crime bill, you know, but if you're looking for someone who's actually delivered, I mean, Trump has a pretty impressive list of things that he's done. And to point out to Biden, do you remember when when Biden threw Obama under the bus?
0: Yes. Let's that talk was, about that was
1: Joe with the poop in his pants at that point, right <laughs> Like he had pooped it he had shit himself for sure for him to say, well, I was just the vice president and he
0: said that of, a few times. oh no, you didn't. That's no, gonna be didn't. my new line in my household when my girls complain. I'm gonna say I'm just the vice president. Oh' <laughs> we'll, we'll see the president um <laughs> yeah. it was it's uh interesting. How much the 1994 Crime Bill is working against Joe Biden in the Black community? It's it's a major deal, and every time yep. you see Black voters, and there was an interesting just interview with three Black women by an MSNBC reporter. I think where were they, Liz? Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Somewhere? They were in Atlanta, and they were very forthcoming. They were obviously not on Biden's side uh, or on Trump's side necessarily, but. Each one of them brought up the consequences of that bill. They also very clearly saw Biden's cynical move in uh, naming Kamala Harris as his running mate. The one woman said the funniest sign. Oh, yeah, she's going to what? Do her black lady magic on us. That's not going to work. It was really funny. So I would say that this election and thanks to we have to give credit to a lot of to the people who have made a difference in trying to bring attention to the black community about how they've been betrayed by the Democratic Party. And the the number one person is Candace Owens. She deserves a lot of credit for what she's done. Um, Not only is she popular, is she making progress, my college daughter said the two people, two conservatives who college kids listen to are Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. So I think that... She Candace has Candace
1: is such a great spokesperson, too. She I is. mean, it's very rare. I mean, in this industry, I'm using air quotes in the right wing industry, I guess you have so many like want to be superstars and pundits who are like, you know, 19, but think they're super smart and should have a Fox News contributorship. They're so important and they have important things to say. But Candace Owen is is extremely smart, articulate, and she's an excellent spokesperson And she's also fearless, which, you know, so many people are cowed by our idiot cancel culture these days. But she's very brave. And so she has done a great job of that. And also, you know, when she kind of hooked up with Kanye, too, um, I think that even helped propel her further. And the left just hates her guts. So you know how effective that she is. And back to that crime bill. Mm -hmm. I mean, Joe's excuse was that all the senators agreed to it, including the Congressional Black Caucus. And it was like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, people are still in prison for that, you know, for for okay. nonviolent, stupid offenses. Um, what I can't remember the name Johnson, Anna Marie Johnson, who Trump uh, commuted her sentence. Obama would have nothing to do with her. They tried to get Obama to pay attention mm-hmm. to, her to her too. She had like a very small amount of marijuana on her, didn't she? I mean, this wasn't a
0: drug kingpin. Well, and it was funny, too. So Biden and people pay attention to this. And I think that that was Trump's best line. Hands down last night. I'm here because of you, Joe. So his I, his winning message of I was elected because of the failures of the beltway bipartisan ruling class was right on. And so Biden to, about this crime bill, you know, He he took some responsibility, but not enough, Um, blaming it on others. Go ahead. Well,
1: that's I I was just going to bring that up because I thought Trump had a great response where he was like, well, I had I worked with Democrats to get it done. Biden's excuse was when we had a Republican Congress. Well, for the first two years, you had a filibuster proof Senate majority in the House. So he could have probably done anything he wanted and it would have happened. But. That, and that is true. Trump worked really hard with those Democrats to get that bill passed. They probably regret it now because they would much rather people like Ann Marie Johnson stay in prison than give Trump a victory, much like they're holding this um, bailout, this tarp bailout bill hostage, um, you know, because they don't want Trump to be able to say, you know, I've I, we we're giving you more money because they're afraid it will be good for him politically. So so for
0: Biden, that- for Biden to say I was just the vice president, I was the vice president, then to say, well, we had a Republican Congress, we couldn't do anything. Well, I mean, that, was, that could just be played on a constant loop that he he takes no responsibility for the failures of the Obama-Biden administration or anything that has that guy's fingerprints on it for the past 50 years. And let me just say it was an absolute travesty. In both of these debates and in this whole campaign, we have tens of thousands of troops stationed in the Middle East. That has not come up one time. I know. For Kristen Welker, and I thought she did did a far better job than Chris Wallace. The bar was very low after Chris Wallace because he was so very awful. But for no one to bring up our troops who are in the Middle East because Joe Biden put them there. I mean, let's not forget, this guy was head of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee for years. Then he was vice president. He backed the Afghanistan surge, uh, even though now he lies about it and says he didn't. He did. They surged troops in early 2010 to Afghanistan. The Obama-Biden administration is responsible for the most military deaths in Afghanistan than any other administration. And yet... That question doesn't even come up and I, I wish Trump would have brought it up. He didn't because he was, I know he was focused on other things, but what a, what a tragedy for our country that we have troops over there. No one's paying attention to We we don't even talk about it. And when Trump says he wants to bring them back, <laughs> I love this this week, Trump says he wants to bring back military people say, well, we need a, we need a good exit plan. 19 years. Yeah, 19 years.
1: Well, I think I agree with you. And I think that that's part of the bigger issue that falls on the Presidential Debate Commission and the moderator who traditionally the third debate is about foreign policy. And especially now with Trump, I think the Trump foreign policy is so much different than the typical foreign policy. It's all the more important to have that discussion. You know, think about our posture towards the rest of the world now under Trump. It's so different than it was under Obama and under George W. Bush, because they're kind of in the same, you know, they're in the same globalist club. So to not talk about that is it is, in fact, a travesty to the voter. But even but even worse, it was done because Trump has been so successful that they didn't want to showcase his successes there. And they he didn't and they didn't want to watch Joe Biden try and defend the previous policy policies of the globalists, you know, against a successful Trump. We I mean, we did a little bit with Kim Jong Un. Right. I mean, Trump made a point. Well, we're not in a war with them, are we? You know, right. We're not. That, That was huge. Yeah. We're not in a war with him. And we, you know, Biden tried to make it out like Trump got out of NATO or abandoned the people in NATO. But Trump's like, they're paying a hundred billion dollars more. Why is the U S paying for NATO? Why are they paying for NATO? Meanwhile, Germany is working with Russia to get energy from, from their pipeline. So how frightened are they of Germany that, that the United States has to do the heavy lifting, but you know, those are things that should have been discussed in, in greater depth. And, and, but because Trump has been so successful and all of the predictions, remember all the predictions? We were going to be at war with Iran after we killed Soleimani. What happened That's with right. that? Right. Nothing. World then we were going to. Um, what about Syria? Remember when everyone was getting slaughtered in Syria because Trump pulled out our troops? What happened with that? Right. Nothing. You know, also remember when um, Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem and we were told literally World War Three was going to happen in 25 seconds. What happened with that? Where's right. that? Right. We have peace treaties now among other countries in Israel because Trump was like, hey, Palestinians, you don't want to come to the table. Get fucked. And he went and started making deals with other people. So that and that to me is even more disturbing than the voters missing out on such an important thing, which is the reason why they're missing out on it. They're missing out because they do not want to give Trump the the, to take the W. They don't want him to take a win. And that is just disgusting so enough about the debate now yes. we're going to go on to my new favorite thing ever which is this cornucopia laptop of grift <laughs> that belongs the to laptop from hell the, <laughs> the, the the grift grifting laptop that has surfaced
0: um uh, liz i'm sorry we do not spread russian disinformation oh, okay on the Happy Hour podcast.
1: All right, we'll just move to previously recorded content. No, um, yeah. So there's so many things to talk about with this. It's so unbelievable what we've witnessed in the last week. Can you believe it's only been a week? It's like it's been a year with all of the things that are surrounding this laptop? So, do you want to summarize, Julie?
0: Uh, the. Biden, or the Clintons are jealous at how corrupt the Biden family is. Yeah, I I mean, the Biden family makes the Clintons look like who?
1: Oh man, Jimmy Carter.
0: I'm trying to get
1: yes. I do think the Clintons were running like an aspirational um, scam that the Bidens used as like a blueprint. Um, But basic, in in a nutshell a computer repair some poor computer repair dude in Delaware was given hard drives and a laptop of Hunter Biden for repair we talked just a, this was just breaking last week and we yeah, talked we a bit did, about it on, on the show a yeah. just a little bit and then Hunter Biden disappeared he we have a signature there is a signature of him giving the laptop and the his electronics to this this repair company and saying, you know, he had to come get it in 90 days. And then Hunter Biden didn't come back. And apparently the repairman saw some stuff on there that scared him. <laughs> so he called the feds. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. He called the feds and he gave a copy of the hard drive to Rudy. And the F- So the FBI has had this laptop mm-hmm. since last December. So almost a year. And Rudy has also had it. And on the laptop is just Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about the illegal pictures that the pictures that may or may not be illegal and exploitative. So we'll just let law enforcement handle that. I've heard there's some skeevy stuff on there, but there's a lot of email and a lot of communication with Hunter Biden and his partners about all of these cons basically being run in the name of business deals with foreign countries, almost all of whom are hostily postured toward the United States. And included in those deals was Papa Joe, also known as the big guy. Do you think, if yes. God, if he wins, will that be a Secret Service name? The big guy? Oh my God, or
0: please, it has to be.
1: Also known as the chairman and how he was getting a cut of these deals. And really yeah. anyone who's intellectually honest about this, and considers what does Hunter Biden bring to a new company? Like, let's say Julie and I decide we're going to start a company and it's called Happy Hour Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And what what will Julie bring to the company and what will Liz bring to the company? We all bring something to a business, whether it's sweat equity, whether it's capital investment, whether it's network, you know, contacts, or perhaps influence. So Hunter Biden offers nothing of value except the fact that his father was the vice president of the United States. That's it. He has no skills. And in these emails, it becomes very apparent that he wants a lot of money and he doesn't, the other business partners discussed how basically what he brings is, quote, the Biden family like the Corleone's or something, you know? So, yeah. And it gets well, worse because the media will not cover it. Right. Even Twitter censored it. I think, isn't the New York Post who yes. published the first article, they are still banned from Twitter. They are, yes. And the prestige media of blue check marks and diplomas from Columbia Journalism School, they are also not interested in investigating which is literally their fucking job you know they're like it's unverified and it's like right do you want to verify it but it's actually not unverified i mean at first everyone was waiting for the biden family to come out and say this is not their laptop this isn't hunter's laptop you know this is not this is you know bullshit whatever but they never did instead they said that it was Russia, the Russians, but we'll get back to that in a second. So at no point has there been any denial that these are authentic, and yet the media is pretending that they're not verified. And then after they came forward with that, it's not verified, then shit started getting verified. So one thing that the media hasn't talked about because they're totally in the bag for Biden is the fact that two of Hunter's business associates, one of them is in jail, and another right. one is about to go to jail for right. their skeevy business dealings. One of those people has turned over all his communications to Peter Schweitzer, um, who also broke a bunch of this story. And their, the emails match up. In other words, this isn't a bunch of fake email put on a laptop, because other parties named on the email also have produced copies. And then, yesterday, in an amazing feat, one mm-hmm. of the four one of the marks, I guess I wanna call him a mark, um, who was supposed to be CEO of a company that they were forming together with China, which I should add started in 2015 when Biden was still the vice president. This guy came in to be CEO and obviously smelled what was going on, that this was not kosher. And this was like, as he said, Hunter Biden's piggyback. And he came out, also turned over a bunch of communications and came out and said, Oh, yeah, the big guy is Hunter is Joe Biden. And I was told not to put his name in writing so nobody would know. I mean, just revealed uh, this is everything it seems like it is and worse. And the media is still not covering it. They're pretending it's Russian disinformation. And that's what Joe Biden did last night in the debate. So, Julie, do you think this is going to work?
0: I think it already is working, and I think the big tech censorship of it and the media's refusal to cover it, number one, just gins up Trump's base, because this just goes back to every sore point that we've had for five years and how the media will run with any fake story, any unsourced allegation to use against Trump, but here you have proof and to your point, now it's been substantiated. So now it goes beyond the laptop. You have Tony Bobulinski, uh, who is, as you just pointed out, was one of Hunter Biden's business partners. He has turned over all of his devices to the FBI. He gave a brief press conference yesterday confirming that, yes, of course, Joe Biden talked to his family members about their business dealings. If you want to call them business dealings, it was pay to play, pure and simple. Because let's back up really quick. The China allegations, the allegations of this business deal that was set up with China was in twenty seventeen.
1: But it started, started in twenty fifteen. They started Right, but the ones that they were
0: ta- the ones he was talking about, right? The, right,
1: twenty seventeen. That's when it fell apart. Right, right, right.
0: So but that meeting that Tony Babalinski, I'm probably saying his name wrong, um, was referring to, and that the Federalists have the texts and emails about that. That was in May of 2017, the same month that Joe Biden announced his pack, his presidential pack. So Hunter Biden was used as a pass through, right? He is like the uh, he's like the Perkins Cooey, right, of the collaboration. So he's he's just the cracked up loser, 'er ne'er-do-well, damaged kid who is the pass-through between Joe Biden's international connections and enriching Joe Biden's family. So that is what has been confirmed. Now, unrelated to the material on the laptop, so the medium big tech ignoring this or censoring it or spinning or whatever they're trying to do only uh, highlights the story. I'm not even sure how much, I mean, The post information material would have gotten a lot of attention last week. But the fact that big tech censored it brought your average person to like, hey, what what are they doing? Why are they trying to hide this? Americans want most Americans want a fair fight. This is not a fair fight and it hasn't been a fair fight. And now to cover this information up right before an election of potentially improvable corruption by the guy who wants to be the next president, I think you're just your average American is going to find very insulting and inimical to the whole electoral process. I just think it backfires in a big way. I think so,
1: too, especially because it keeps getting worse. And one reason that the Bidens aren't coming out and making a statement, like making a concrete statement, because Biden did try to say it was Russian disinformation, but also didn't say that's not Hunter's laptop. He doesn't know how to use a computer. He never had a laptop, or you know, whatever. Some something that would suggest that this may not be, you know, what it seems to be, is that. Um, oh, I just lost my train of thought, and I had a brilliant.
0: Oh, I hate. I oh, had a happens. senior
1: moment. Um, is that? Oh, right. So they can't come out and say anything because they don't know what what is out there they don't he probably can't remember what's on that laptop no so what's he gonna what are they supposed to deny because the minute i mean rudy's smart the way this is being dripped out is to let you know is to is a -a rope-a-dope right let them come out and get all righteously indignant and then all of a sudden boom drop it you know drop another thing so they really are not in a good position and now that um one of Hunter's business partners, the one that's in mm-hmm. prison, has turned over all his comms. And this, I can't pronounce. How do you how do you pronounce his last name? Bobolinsky. Bobolinsky. Bobolinsky is an interesting character. Now, I hope he's clean because he's about to be ruined. Oh, but he
0: is the poor guy.
1: This guy is a career Navy yeah. veteran.
0: Yeah. He
1: he went to West Point. Is that right? He's a Democrat. He's donated some a few a few a small amount of money but it was to Democrats but he's mad because the Bidens fucked him and this mm-hmm. is why he's mad because his name was smeared. if you read through the text messages and the emails, you can see that this guy he's legit he was brought into this company and then all of a sudden he's learning that Hunter Biden's gonna be making more money than him and also isn't doing anything. So he figures out pretty quick that this isn't, in fact, not a legitimate business that's going to do international things. And I'm also, I'm just not clear on what they were doing for any of the numerous projects they were involved in, like what their deliverables were, but that's
0: fine. And so- Well, what was his deliverable for Burisma? They made four million bucks off of that deal.
1: Shokin's getting fired. Um, Right. So anyway, so this poor- gentleman his name is all over these emails of what looks like a really shifty situation so he comes out and further explains that they split up and they ended up not doing business together because they were supposed to get a 10 million dollar deposit from the from from china from these chinese state actors and hunter wanted it to go into like another bank account like not the business bank account i mean that is so illegal and also Imagine if your name is on corporate documentation and God forbid you have some federal authorities looking over your shoulder because, you know, you are doing business with a foreign company and they're like, where's five million dollars? Where'd it go? Who do you think's going to go down for that? Well, that dude that's in prison right now and Devin Archer, who's on his way to prison, <laughs> but not the not the Biden kid.
0: So he's and where of, is he? Where is Hunter? Can you imagine? I mean, this yeah, is such no a idea. it's such a futile exercise. But if this were a Trump, I'm like or something looking for hookups. But the media, there's not one journalist trying to track this ne'er do well down. We don't even know where he is. Last we heard, he was in Beverly Hills with, you know, he was a painter, an artist, cruising around in a Lambo or something. I don't even know. But no one has even tried to locate this guy. And. It's just the the double standard. I think people are just even people not necessarily on our side, you know, hardcore. Uh, I wouldn't call us hardcore Trump people, but people on our side, even regular people see this as so hypocritical. Um, I do love that Sean Hannity has a reporter parked outside of the Biden's.
1: Oh, that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> but he's the only one. We and this is not surprising. Barack Obama in four years has not faced one question, not one about what his FBI did in 2016. Not one question about his DOJ, his FBI, his CIA. Not one. So, of course, they're going to continue. He
1: was in that meeting on January 5th by the book meeting. Oh, he was in the meetings with John Brennan in August of 2016. He He was in on it from the beginning. He's never been asked. And another myth that was allowed to stand, the moderator should have interfered like like she did more with Trump and with Biden is when Biden said everything was ethical. It's like those Derp State Department officials testified to Congress that they were worried about Biden's association with Burisma, that it looked bad, that they were very worried about how corrupt Burisma was. So, this idea that nobody thought he was doing anything wrong and that's just some weird right wing conspiracy is absolutely false. George Kent went to,
0: yeah. Of course, George Kent, the impeachment witness, would have been great if he would have been a little bit more forceful on this because he tap danced around it during his testimony, but was pushed a little bit and finally had to admit it. But he he, wants
1: a promotion in the Biden administration, so he's not going to say anything.
0: Well, he gave very different testimony last year versus what he told Ron Johnson's committee over the summer, where he was far more forthcoming in his concerns about Burisma going directly to Joe Biden's staff, saying that this was not just... Conflict of interest. The optics were terrible because Burisma was so corrupt and Chesky was. I mean, he was sounding the alert, and then people were saying, well, we can't bring this to Joe right now because Bo just passed away, etc. But the idea that it, Biden's uh, defense that no one ever said anything was wrong with this is one more lie. That guy is a chronic liar. Watching him lie repeatedly during the debate last night, over and over, plus his sick, twisted way of exploiting people's deaths, this whole comment about sitting around the dining room table, looking at an empty chair. It's just, it's, there's no, no
1: Judy, bottom to these people. Rolling around in the bed. He, he said that twice, right. by the way, which is Ew. Ew. really kind of weird. But rolling over in the bed and reaching for someone who's not there. And don't forget, this is going to be a really dark winter Julie, horrible, really dark winter. Who wants this wet blanket in the presidency? You know, yeah. I mean, this the is dark
0: winter presidency. It's dark because our fossil fuels will be gone. Everyone will be dying of COVID. Literally dark. Yes, it's literally, literally going to be dark. Uh oh, I feel an article idea after that we one. We
1: call him the Dark Winter Soldier, like that, <laughs> like John Kerry. Pony
0: soldier. The dark, pony, yeah, pony
1: dark winter pony soldier. <laughs> Um, Oh, my gosh. Well, I expect there to be more developments on this story, um, which is just absolutely bananas. Um, The Senate is investigating. And now there have been calls for a special counsel. We'll see if that happens. I think there should absolutely be a special counsel if Trump wins again. Obviously, there's no they can appoint a special counsel for like one minute. If Biden wins, because that'll never. They you know, never.
0: def he definitely should. They in fact, why not just appoint one now? Because and Marsh, then make him get rid of it and make exactly. him exactly. No, we're gonna have all kinds of legislation and ads protect the special counsel. I mean, we had to listen to that for two.
1: We have years. a blueprint already from our good friends at the Lincoln Crowd or whatever. Lincoln Project. project
0: you mean to, the uh, mullahs?
1: The mullahs at the so Lincoln who we project. learned that were working with iran to um, you know spread some disinformation. <laughs> so we also heard that that didn't get corrected either last night. Um, when that the democrats are claiming now that when John Radcliffe and the the evil wicked Christopher Ray came out to hold a press conference last week and say that there are foreign countries trying to interfere in our election, the the democrats are claiming that it's just political lies to help Trump because it turns out that the foreign actors are trying to hurt Trump, which is really interesting because a lot of these people shit their pants because the Obama Biden administration refused to talk about foreign election interference during the 2016 election because they thought Hillary's going to win and they didn't want to make it her look de- you know delegitimize her. So now the Trump the Trump administration is being pretty candid and saying, hey, we know this is going on. This is what they're doing. Uh, they the Iranians spoofed emails from a group called the Poor Boys. Mm-hmm. Did you catch Joe Biden say that? The problem. I did.
0: That was, that was awesome.
1: Hilarious. And they were doing it to design to hurt Trump. And and that's something that could have been called out last night because I think uh, when Biden played the Russians are afraid of him, cause they don't want him to win. The moderator could have said, Hey, well, the FBI just came out and said that the Russians are trying to hurt Trump. So you know, you're wrong. But of course that never, that never happened. So anyway, so much is going on. Mm -hmm. Um, thank you for spending this hour with us. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to happy hour with Julie and Liz. We'll see you next week.